1: Hi, welcome to the Finding Holy podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Hales. I'm author of the book, Finding Holy in the Suburbs and the forthcoming book called A Spacious Life. Here at the Finding Holy podcast, it is our aim to help you connect the dots to the big things that matter to your everyday holy life. You'll get to hear my guests' laundry routines too, because big things matter, but so does the laundry. Welcome to the best of series here at the Finding Holy podcast. We wanted to keep it light this summer. We know that lots of people are coming off of a crazy year and a half with COVID-19. We are re-entering life and we want to know what works. So I offer you a few great episodes here that I want to reintroduce to you. The first best of episode is one of my most listened to episodes. In this interview, I talk with my very good friend, Carla Reed. Carla Reed is an Instagram influencer. She works on Instagram. She talks about fashion and family life, but she doesn't do it in this weird plasticky way. And in this episode, we talk about how fashion, particularly, and spending and all of these things that we do as part of our normal daily lives have been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. Even though we recorded this interview a year ago, you'll find it helpful as you think about spending, as you think about how you use your money, as you think about fashion. All of these things actually shape our souls. So I hope you listen in to a great conversation with a great friend. This is my conversation with Carla.
2: It's really fun to welcome my really good friend, Carla Reed, to the podcast. Carla and her husband, Jason, and their three kids moved to Orange County with us several years ago to start our church, Resurrection Orange County. But besides doing all of that work, she is also an Instagram influencer. And I wanted to chat with Carla because we wanted to talk about money and spending and shopping and all of these things that are part of this conversation Around the COVID 19 pandemic. So, thanks for coming on, Carla.
3: Thanks for having me. This is yeah, fun. It's super fun. <laughs> I wish we were doing it live. But, I know. know. Wouldn't that be fun? But instead, yeah. we're on Zoom. In our, in our closets. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about your job. What does it mean to be an influencer? Um, maybe what yeah. are some misconceptions just to orient our audience to
3: what it is that you do? I know it's, it's one of the questions that I get, I get so nervous about when people ask me when I'm meeting people for the first time. So I'm like, uh, where do I start? (laughs) Um, because you know, everyone has their own opinions or experiences with what a quote unquote influencer is. So for me personally, I think of myself as a stylist, what I focus on in my account is helping women specifically, um, you know, know how to dress their bodies and know how to build functional wardrobes that are versatile that meet, you know, their basic needs, but then that also help them express themselves creatively. So I spend a lot of time doing style sessions, um, on my, I mostly spend time on my Instagram, like on my IG stories. Kind of just mm-hmm. talking through different you know outfits or how to style a certain piece, um how to care for your clothes and like build a wardrobe, that kind of thing so mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, and you know so, most recently, I've enjoyed just seeing how you've kind of been trying to get away from fast fashion and so- mm-hmm. uh, and move towards more sustainable
3: practices um, yeah, that's been a yeah it's just been a natural progression, I think for me um as I grew kind of my Instagram account, I started out eight years ago, really, which is kind of crazy to think about. But um, I started as a thrifter as like kind of a create, you know, it was my creative outlet, a way mm-hmm. to just kind of have fun. And as it's grown, and as I've had more of a platform, I really, you know, started seeking God to see like, wh- where are you leading me? Like, what what do I, what should I do with this platform? Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many times where I think like, oh, clothes are just so silly. Is this really what God has for me (laughs) to be doing here on this platform? And, you know, just Mm -hmm. through these last few years, just really seeking God's will, God's plan. Like, why do you give me these gifts and passions? How can I use them Mm -hmm. to glorify you? It really has brought, like that honestly has been the thing that has driven me more towards more of a conscious closet I like to call it Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect I don't only shop ethical stores or you know like it's a very difficult thing to kind of switch over to. Right. Cause I think sometimes it's
2: really easy to divide our lives into these false boxes, right. Of like sacred and secular. So things like what you wear is we put in the secular box and it therefore doesn't matter. Right. It's kind of how many evangelicals have tended to grow up, but we know that what we put on our bodies, not only matters, like for people's livelihoods who make those clothes. Right. But also how we feel, how we present ourselves, you know, how we work in the world to love
3: other people. Like these are not yeah neutral decisions right right and the way that we spend our money really shapes who we are and what we believe mm-hmm. and so if i'm just if i'm just buying things because they're cheap and they're easy and i just throw them away when i'm done with them mm-hmm. what is that really saying about like my core values mm-hmm. i think that's so important because i think we can tend to view our
2: spending um you know how we spend our money as you know something that we control right that we have power over and I think we're finding right now especially that the pandemic is really whittling down that sense of I control this
3: (laughs) sort of thing yeah (laughs) that's all been stripped away (laughs) exactly this This is is, yeah yeah which is so so scary but I think it's actually I know that I'm finding it personally like personally finding a lot of like oh, it's kind of helpful, like and a weird sense of peace, knowing that like, knowing clearly what I have control over and what I don't have control over and Mm -hmm. knowing who actually does have control and that I can rest in that and not myself.
2: (laughs) Right. And so is that something that's, I mean, because honestly, your own, your own job is contingent on people. Spending. Companies, sure. right. Companies are going to be working with you because you're pointing consumers, you know, to good products, not mm-hmm. just to anyone, you know, that you're making wise choices, Um, you know, in using your yeah. form for God's glory. But, you know, has that sense of, okay, God is ultimately in control being something that's been stabilizing yeah. then for you during this time, realizing your own income Yeah, the right. whole economy is kind of, crashing. Exactly. (laughs) Yes, for sure.
3: And to be honest, like, you know, when I started this journey towards more conscious, like ethical fashion, you know, I kind of came to that realization then like uh, last summer where Mm. I was just like, you know, I really feel God's calling me to slow down my own purchases, which, you know, then means I'm not really encouraging other people to, to shop. Um, I'm telling them to, how to take care of their clothes versus buying more clothes, which affects me because I make, in a sense, I make commission off of what people buy, um, through me. And so it, it already was kind of a leap of faith for me. And it was Mm. a realization of like, you know, I, do I even feel okay about, (laughs) about that? Like it's already been kind of this like moral dilemma for me. And so in some ways I feel prepared for this because Mm -hmm. I've always been aware of the fact that it is ultimately God who is the one that is providing for me. It's not Mm -hmm. that I'm really good at my job or I'm a good salesman or I'm a good stylist or people want to buy the clothes that I wear. Um, you know, God's in control. So it's safe for me to trust him in his leading in my life. Like if he's calling me to go down this road, I can do that and not be afraid Mm because he will take care of me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even in this time, I can say, you know, you know, I, cause I see a lot of other bloggers, you know, not to throw anyone under the bus, cause we're all just trying to survive, but you right. see a lot of them like really pumping out the content, kind of out of this place of like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Fear. Um, and you know, how do I monetize this? How do I switch things? You know, like, how, you know, this right. kind of like, I need to continue to control this, this ship. And it's like I. I feel blessed in a way that God, that was a lesson I think that God Mm. has been teaching me over this last year of like, this is a ride that, you know, like a way that I'm riding, that I'm (laughs) blessed to be able to ride. Yeah. But I am in no way in control. Of mm. this this wave, yeah, <laughs> I'm not the one that's that's like pushing this. I'm yeah. just called to sit and and mm. ride it out in the ways that God is, call, is calling you to do, and in the the ways in ways which He's gifted me. Let's
2: pivot and just talk about how we spend our money now here um, when yeah. things are uns- unsure and uncertain. It's really helping us see that we are not in control, right? And yeah. and where our true hope lies. But what kind of thoughtful practices have you kind of found yourself thinking through um, or encouraging your own audience to about what we do with money?
3: Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, this week, I've been a little quiet about that just because I'm trying to wrap my own brain around what to do. But it is interesting how I've kind of come back to what I've been telling my followers all year with building Mm. a wardrobe. And that is like, you first have to stop and take inventory of what you actually have. I Mm -hmm. think that that is so important. And Mm -hmm. and I mean, I think one of the, you know, like we are all at this forced slowdown and yes, that's really scary, but there is a lot of good in slowing down because I think one of the tragedies actually of like our hurried kind of busy lives is that we don't often take the time to stop, take a look around at what Mm -hmm. we really have and we buy and accumulate to fill needs impulsively like what what we think we need in a moment. And so that's why many of us end up with like food that goes to waste and cluttered garages and closets full of clothes and yet constantly feel like we have nothing to wear. It's because we don't actually stop and take the time. Like we're just like rushing, rushing and and accumulating and buying Mm -hmm. because that's who Mm -hmm. we are. We're consumers. Like we always will be, this is, doesn't change that. We are still, we still will always need things, but like really like stopping, like, this is a great time. And really we have no excuse because who's really busy right now. (laughs) We we have the time to stop and really take inventory. Mm -hmm. What do we have and what do we really need? Mm -hmm. I think that that's the beauty of something like this is that it It really like makes you stop and look in the mirror and see your like see what your needs really are. Like, Mm -hmm. what can you go without? I mean, we can go without a lot of things. Like, who knew we could go without Starbucks? Where we, you know, (laughs) (laughs) or whatever it is that you kind of found yourself like thinking that you need. Like, this boils it down to like, what do I actually need? So, you know, like inventory. I think that's a great yes. No matter what, whether you're whether you just lost your job or you have a very stable job, um, or you're making money during this time. I mean, there's a lot of people who are like actually benefiting from this. And so like, but stopping, like taking the time to stop and see what do I have? It kind of, that forced slowdown, it's a good time to really look around, see what you have and to give thanks for it. Like, Mm. so that way, when you do go to consume, you're doing it out of a place of gratitude and Mm. not out of a place of like scarcity of like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to, I need to like, I need to pad myself. I need to like, you know um because we know i i don't know about you but like anytime i buy out of a frantic state it's never a good good purchase never a good purchase <laughs> never, yeah yeah no, no it's it's always there's always like guilt or you know yes. kind of like confusion yes. afterwards or right. just kind of this like let, let uh, yeah it's not really what you need or what you right. want it's just done in this like moment of like <gasps> it's easy to get caught up in like this hoarding mentality right now right um you know, telling ourselves if we had these certain things and it will somehow protect us from our pain or our Mm -hmm. suffering. I mean, the toilet paper pandemic is a perfect example of that. We all laugh and make fun Mm -hmm. of it. But the reality is, is that we all have those certain trigger things that we're like, well, if I, like for me, I found myself buying a ton of crafts for my kids because I thought, well, if I could just keep my kids occupied, (laughs) then I think i will be okay and I'll survive this time. We'll be back in just a second with the rest of our conversation.
0: and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org.
3: And here's the rest of our conversation. For those people that find themselves in a place where you have extra, Um, you know, like taking inventory is important, making sure you're actually meeting your needs and not just blowing money on whatever it is that you want to find comfort in in that mm. moment, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Because um, that's super tempting. Um, it's important to like take inventory and buy what you actually need so that you don't miss an opportunity to be generous. Mm. Because I think that that's where the beauty lies and those of us who do find a bit of security right now, there is a beauty in being able to give that away. I think we have to fight against that, yeah. you know, mentality. Yep, right of like, oh, I got to hunker down. I better be safe. I better keep my family safe. Right.
2: I have to protect myself from other people and their needs.
3: Yeah. Exactly. And when you don't take good inventory of what you already have, you tend Mm -hmm. to have like an inflated sense of what your needs are. You know, like you tend to kind of like extra pad yourself and it's like, well, no, we actually have exactly what we need and we have more. So how can we, Mm. you know, like turn that out and be generous and Yeah, like shopping in ways that can bless other people. So I kind Mm. of like broke it down into different categories that I'm trying to think of. Yeah, let us know what those are. Yeah, so like, how can I, yeah, shop in ways that will bless other people? So like meeting someone else's needs, like, and I think that that's super healthy too, to not just be focused on your own needs all the time, but to be open, have your eyes open to like, how can I help other people? Um, Mm -hmm. even in small ways, you know, just bless them. Mm -hmm. Um, shopping small, if you can shop a small business or an Etsy shop or something and, Mm -hmm. you know, to gift to someone else. And then, you know, like ordering takeout and buying gift cards. Like one thing, um, people have said, you know, like buying a gift card to a salon, like, and not just hoarding that gift card so that you use it in the future to get your hair done, but like, do that and give it to someone who mm. is actually and will need it when this is all over. So it would be helpful for that business, not just that you buy the gift card and right. then use it down the yourself. road. Yeah. But like get by that gift card and be able to gift that mm. to someone else. You know, now's not a time to be stingy and like hold mm. on tight mm-hmm. to our money to protect mm-hmm. ourselves. You know, God mm-hmm. is the one who has been generous to us and he is the one who's going to protect us and provide for us in the future. Yeah. And so you know, we can f- be free to be generous, yeah. like, um, which is such a gift. And that's how we will actually survive this together. Right. We and won't... it's
2: those, those generosity, those moments of generosity, I think that just show us the goodness and faithfulness of God. I mean, I'm just thinking yeah. like, um, like you gave me this gorgeous leather jacket, <laughs> like preemptive, you know, for my birthday, um, that wasn't the right size for you. And I was like, oh my gosh, this has been on my wish list forever.
3: Um, you know, and just like those, well, and what do I always tell you? Like when I give people things like, yeah. you know, like any, especially my clothes. Cause of course, like, because I work with companies, I get lots of Free, I get things gifted to me, and it makes it brings me so much joy to give it to people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, who need it. Because just sitting around with stuff that you don't need does not actually bring you any comfort. So yeah. hoarding, you know, like fifty k- k- like pallets of toilet paper is not going to really make <laughs> you feel any, more, any. But like giving that to a neighbor, yeah, like giving that out to people, like I, you had such a great idea. I thought of just like leaving rolls of toilet paper to all of your neighbors with a note that says with your phone number saying like, Hey, if you need anything, let me know. Like yeah. I would love, you know, just as a gesture, like just be creative in the ways that we can be generous.
2: Yeah. I think, it, yeah. Generosity is kind of probably one of the things right now, particularly that Christians have the opportunity to
3: be yeah, different. Yes. Because we are free. We are free to give, give our things away because we know who actually provides for us. It's mm-hmm. not us you know counting our pennies or keeping all of our money under our pillows or you know our job security it is that god provides yeah. for us we have our needs we take our inventory we have our needs um and then we're able to give the rest of it away and give yeah. people a piece of the peace that we get mm. to experience mm. um
2: mm. i love that tell us a little bit about how this time might
3: also be a time of creativity for you. Yes. Or for so I. that was actually another one that I think is an, an important thing to foster right now. <laughs> I don't know. I get, I get bogged down with all the necessities, like the boring necessities. And I have found I have to balance it a bit with, with like also investing some into my creativity or into my mm. children's creativity, mm-hmm. um, You know, so I actually, this last week, one of the things I did by myself is like watercolor, like Mm. a painting set. It's Uh something I've always wanted to do. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, when I started Instagram, it was a creative outlet. It was never intended to be this job, you know? And so, in a lot of ways, once you start monetizing your quote unquote art or your, you know, creative expressions, I do think it's important that you find those other avenues in which you are expressing yourself creatively. Um, and you know, not that it has to, you know, it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't, right. have to, but it's just like a way in which you express yourself because yeah. once you start monetizing the way right. you are creatively expressing yourself, it just gets super complicated yeah. <laughs> and it just, it starts to, it becomes unbalanced. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, like buying watercolor and, and, you know, I did say that I was hoarding crafts for my kids, but that was just <laughs> definitely something where I'm like, I want to make sure that we are fostering. Mm-hmm. Um, ways to create art in this time. And, mm-hmm. you know, from what we know about history and just art comes from places of pain and discomfort mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, like some of the most mm-hmm. beautiful pieces. And so making time and um, not being afraid to use resources for that, I think mm-hmm. is, is an mm-hmm. important part of like Making this time beautiful.
2: Yeah. You know, i um Bryce, my husband, went to the grocery store and did our big grocery shop and he brought home a bouquet of flowers and I was like, oh, oh. thank you. I didn't even put that <laughs> on the list, but I was like, oh, thank you. Like we need those, yeah. you know, beautiful things. We need creative right. things that are generative, um, when yeah. everything feels really scarce. And even if it's something right. really small, or you, you know, go collect flowers on your walk. Um, but these are yeah. the sorts of things that help sustain like the human soul right when oh, when all of a sudden all of our limits are just kind of crowding in on us but I think limits yeah. also really birth creativity like your own yes. Instagram account absolutely. right really started with you creating outfits from what you already had um and so right. I think there is yeah. a sense in which our creativity has the
3: opportunity to grow under right this limits of our yeah, this pandemic yeah absolutely I think that's such a good I uh, that's such a good thing but here's where the balance comes in is that some of us will just want to spend money on the frivolous things right <laughs> and the comfort right where it's like it's important to take inventory know what you actually need and then then not be afraid to spend the money or the time on things that are also just beautiful and like cultivating cultivating mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. not just getting caught up on like like the bare necessities or the needs. I don't know. It's for me as a creative, that's like super important. Yeah. Another, another category I kind of put is, um, spending money on things that connect you with other people. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we tend to spend money on ourselves to comfort ourselves or pat pat ourselves, or even just like our own family, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking about, um, you know, like this last week I bought, um, a few games, like, like for our family to play together. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, maybe it's like upgrading your technology so that you can stay connected better with your family or your friends, or, you know, like just like thinking of spending money and your time as ways of connection, yeah. um, out, even just like outside of your home. Mm-hmm. Like when I was buying, the groceries that we need um, as a family. I also bought like baking supplies. That wasn't something we really needed, but I was like, oh, this was a time that we could like spend baking together, like me with my kids. And that's just like another way to kind of foster connection during this time. Right. And, um, And can
2: be opportunities to gift outside of your home. What's maybe one or two kind of rooting practices that you've experienced to kind of transition from you know, thinking of my money or, um, as something that I have, you know, that I need to control versus feeling like actually all we have is a gift from a generous
3: God. A few years ago, I started, you know, when I wake up in the morning, the very first thing I do is read out of the Psalms. Mm -hmm. I feel as if that's been very rooting for me. Um, Mm -hmm. just instead of picking up my phone and letting, letting other voices kind of into my head, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like other other, it's just everything's so loud right now. I feel like social media is loud and the news is loud. Like every time you pick up your phone, it's like you, you are going to be bombarded with things that are completely out of your control. Yeah. And so being able, like having a practice of before I allow any of that, I first have to speak truth to myself. And how Mm -hmm. do I do that? Like, how do I speak truth to myself? I, I need to spend time in scripture where God has told me his truth, like where it is written down and and I can see it and I can read it. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to um, pray and give over my worries and my concerns to a God who cares and a God who listens before... On top of my worries, I'm hearing all the worries of the world and everyone right. else, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then spending time in silence of just like allowing then God to speak back to me. Yeah, you know, yeah. that has been something newer for me in the last mm-hmm. probably six months. Yeah, um, is just taking time to be silent before God because we. We do a lot of talking to God, you know? That's where I have found a lot more peace is just like taking that practice of like resting, of just Mm -hmm. like being quiet. And it's a good reminder of, I don't really bring anything to the table. I don't need to bring anything to the table. Mm -hmm. Like it's already a feast that's laid out for me and I can just rest in that, you know, like just sit and Mm -hmm. like receive. That's been really, really life-changing for me, honestly, in the last six months, when you start from a place of like, you don't, you don't need anything that you're, you, you know, like you don't need to bring anything to the table to make this work. This table is already set for you. You can receive, and from that you go out and you do your good work. Mm -hmm.
2: And that might be just a, a fitting way to think about this as well in regards to our money is that, you know, God might be calling you to receive and not simply yeah. give, give or spend, right? It might be that yeah you, you get to receive the gift from the neighbor or the friend or your church community that, that receiving is, is yeah. also important.
3: Yeah. That goes so against, I feel like our culture where it's yeah. like, you want to be the savior. You want to be the hero. You want to be the one right. always being generous. And, but the reality is, is that that's not who we are, Mm-hmm. we are not the heroes of the <laughs> right. story here. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we don't, we only give out of what we have been given receiving, like actually sitting back and allowing someone to bless you or some, like to receive some from someone else is a good practice in just recognizing yeah. that God works in many ways to fit, to meet our needs. And he does that, especially through other people. If mm-hmm. we're not ever willing to let people help us. Yeah. Um, then we are missing out on a way in which God is, God is providing for our mm-hmm, needs and, mm-hmm. and he does that through connection through other yeah. people. That's like yeah. such a good point. Yeah. So as we close, I always like to ask all my guests about their laundry
2: routine. Um, it's my little <laughs> tagline here. Uh, Carla, what is your laundry
3: routine oh, or man. hack look like? <laughs> I feel busted on this and those it's okay. Of, like my followers who follow me. I did a whole laundry like tutorial type of thing uh, probably a year and a half ago where I started doing daily laundry. I started doing small loads every day to stay on top of it because I was one of those people that was like, I hate laundry. It piles up, like it rules my life. I hate it. I I will never love laundry. And I started doing small loads every day. Finish, like you start to finish. And it was amazing. And Mm -hmm. I found freedom in it and I actually started to love it and enjoy it. And I did that for about a year. And I have to say that in the last probably like, you know, like six to nine months, I have really gone back to some of my old ways of just like letting it pile up. And then being like, oh, I've got to do the laundry. And it's like, becomes a stressful thing because we have to, we have to pull our van out in order to do our laundry because it's in the garage. Yeah. And so it's this big ordeal. Lately, it's just been interesting because lately I I even said to Jason, like, okay, now that we're home, like, I need to start doing the laundry every day because it really is this grounding practice. Mm. And he's the same way with the dishes. So Jason does the dishes. I do the laundry and he's the same way where if he does it, does the dishes every day, it's like it's like oil in the machine of our family. Yeah, (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, we need to get back to our practice of doing this every day because it just, you know, it's actually can bring joy. And I find myself being like thankful for my kids and, and inventory, like, you will not overbuy clothes if you do your laundry day. <laughs> because you will yeah. know exactly what you have. That's definitely. I love it. Yeah.
0: yeah no,
2: I think that's good. I mean, and to realize that some of our routines are going to get really messed up right
3: now. But yeah. that, that was a good time too to reset some of our right, routines right. because yeah. we actually have the time to build routines from scratch. Yep. Like you know, I do find myself going like, "Wow, this would be a great time to really get these certain routines down," so that yes. when life starts to pick up and be busy again. I can stay grounded in what really needs to happen for our family.
2: Yes. And you know what, one thing that's been super encouraging for me is just to think about one thing that's been really great in our kind of process of this pandemic is realizing that really all I have is like today, we really only have the moment, right? We only, and so to to do your laundry every day is one way in which you're like, this is how I'm serving God. This is how I'm serving my family. But like, I don't know what's going to happen. And so we can't, Just keep piling up because we're so important, you know? And so we're so important, so we can't do our laundry.
3: Right, or like we just keep buying new stuff so we don't have to wash our old stuff. Like right. that was actually like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's not healthy practice. Right. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, Carla, thank you. It's been so fun to talk about yeah, some of these so issues. Um, I know it's super complex, but I hope it, it's given our listeners just a few small starting places to think about creativity and generosity about how to provide for other people, how to recognize our own our own lack of resources, um, in new ways, mm-hmm. pray
3: That God would be. Saved. Yes. Amen. <laughs> and, all
2: right.
3: Take care. Okay. Thanks.
1: I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Carla. Be sure to follow her on Instagram at K-A-R-L-A-R-E-E-D. Carla Reed. It is definitely worth your time, energy to give her a follow over there on Instagram, not only for her fashion tips, but for also her ability to be so very present with her audience. I do want to leave us, of course, with one small step, as I do at the end of every episode. And it's important to remember that how we spend, how we invest our time, our energy, who we are actually shapes our souls. And so I want you to consider this week maybe as you look forward as you look forward to your summer as you look forward to your fall and it's easy to see this vista on the horizon of all the things that could change and all the opportunities and it feels like everything is yours for the taking after having a year and a half of solitude or quiet or depression or loss wherever you have been through this 2020 and 2021 year And I want to encourage you to bring actually your budget to God as much as you might bring your emotions, your soul, or your relationships to God. And consider how your money might be a tool to offer you a more spacious life and not necessarily something to simply scratch an itch or to make you feel better or to compensate from the losses of this last year. Bring your losses to Jesus. That's my invitation. Your one small step is to bring those losses to Jesus so that the spending that you do do might be for his glory and for your good. Thank you, friends, for being here. Thank you for your kind attention. I'm so excited to offer a few more best of episodes if you've missed them the first time around. And we all need a repeat about wise, kind, good words that bring us back into alignment with the good news of the gospel in a very practical way. So share this episode with a friend. I would be honored to converse with you. Follow me on social media at AAHales. That's A-A-H-A-L-E-S. We'll see you on Instagram or wherever you like to chat. Thank you for subscribing. Friends, remember that these big things matter. But of course... So does the laundry. We'll be back next week with a new best of episode.
0: This episode was brought to you in part by the Lord of Spirits podcast. Many Christians yearn to break free of the influence of secular materialism and to understand the union of the seen and unseen worlds as made by God. What is the spiritual world like? Tune in wherever you get your podcasts.